Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to my back. Bu- 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 bu. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug, and I am and mailing I- this every week. <laughs> and I'm Justin. And you would think, Doug, uh, that you actually took a week off, but you didn't. Mind back. Mind back. God passed. Whoa, God passed. That sounds like a really heavy podcast. Welcome to God to mind- passed. Mind, mind back, back God, God passed. passed. Like, holy <laughs> shit. God or it has sounds passed. Like, it sounds and like disturbed. into it. <laughs> right. It's Disturbed's fifth album. Right. Called, God, yeah. God passed. It's, it actually, it was God passed is what came before Godsmack, you know? That's exactly, yeah, that's it. There you go. Uh, no, actual question I wanted to start off with yes. this week. Doug, if someone broke into your house, if a mm-hmm. burglar broke into your house, what's one thing that they could steal that would cause you a minor inconvenience? Something that would drive you nuts, but it wouldn't be detrimental. Ooh, that's a great question. I'd be like, someone breaks into your house, what are you baking for them? <laughs> what do you What do you make it? How do you make them feel welcome? <laughs> How do you make them feel welcome? A lasagna, you know? Yeah. Um, ooh, something that I'd take that wouldn't. Oh, what would be really annoying? Um, right. Oh, that's a really good question. I feel like while you're thinking of that, I'll yeah. I'll give you mine to yeah. help you maybe think. Is uh, my Apple TV remotes. <laughs> Because I, like, again, I can access it via my phone. I can open the remote app and I can control it. But that means that I have to have my phone with me. It has to be charged. I can't control the volume. It would be, and then I have to go down to the mall. I got to buy a fucking new one. So it's a whole. Yeah, there's an Apple store at the mall. I can't imagine Justin going to the mall. Oh, you should see me at the mall. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. It looks like I'm back in eighth grade again. Oh, no. Oh, no, baby. I hate it. That would be, Um, especially for me, because Natalie doesn't have a phone. So, and she uses, you know, the, t- the, right. the, the Apple TV. So we'd have to get one like ASAP. Right, exactly. Because that would be super obnoxious. For me, it'd be someone who took all the knobs off of my stove. <laughs> they just pop them all off. And I'd be like, I can't, a- I can't cook. <laughs> That's such a good answer. <laughs> like, you assholes. It's like we didn't steal your stove, but you can't cook. You have to out of everything in this house. And now I have to try and fucking find the right knobs that go along with this with this stove. Are you shitting me? Right. Oh, oh my that's God, that would fun. be awful. That'd be absolutely that's really awful. good. Yeah, yep. that'd be that would be yeah. terrible. That'd be a, that'd be a giant inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just I mean expounding on that like doorknobs in general too. Just any oh, yeah. knob in your house would suck. Yeah. Amen, yeah. brother. Now we're talking. You know what I mean? Now, now you're, you're talking lucky. my language. On on your birthday. <laughs> oh no. I've got a knob here. What what's gonna happen to it? What's gonna happen to it? I hope no one breaks in. Oh no. <laughs> I've seen that as a category. <laughs> I'm sure McDonald's would like that I used their theme song for knob sucking. <laughs> I'm sucking it. My knob. <laughs> Get it? It's just Get Danny it? DeVito pops up at the end. My hey, knob. My knob. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, stove knobs is a good one. I, I like yeah. that one, though. Yeah, that, that came to me. I was like, fuck, I That's, can't yeah. cook. <laughs> it's a real good one. 
Oh, oh shit. Man. Well, we're back in, in visual this week. Thank you all for uh for understanding. It just it didn't work out last week because I was uh I was heading out of town and we were like, we want to get this out. The easiest way to do it is audio only. So, you know, I'm you know, to some people they're like, thank Christ. We don't have to look we don't at have them to see week. him. Yeah. Give me a break from these from this guy and this fucking beard. Am I right? This thing is so out of control right now. Du- this is the thing that bugs the hell out oh. of me. Is Doug, Doug won't tell me what this is all about. So I'm growing this out for a Halloween uh, thing. And I've been growing it out for over a month. I remember the exact day that I was like, all right, I'm trimming this. I'm just going to let it go for a month. And it's driving me fucking insane. I don't know how guys... Because mostly like it's actually the mustache. Grow it out. Yeah. It's the mustache. Because this is hanging over my top lip. And so you haven't you haven't even cleaned it up. This is no. just not you have not touched your beard in a no. month. No, ha- like hands off, hands off, and it's getting. You've, you've done the neck beard. You've done the near. Yes, I've done. Yes. I've taken care of that, and I've taken care of my cheeks and stuff like that. And whatever, right. but like you know, I can just really tug on this yeah. chin hair right now. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild. It's not about. Uh, I'm not gonna give any more. I was about to say something else. I'm not gonna say. Anymore. Ooh, I almost got him. You almost Fuck. got me. I'm not gonna do it. So when I when I grow mine out, uh, the thing that bo- bothers me is not so much. Uh, above the lip it's on the side of the lip agreed because i got the hairs that start to curl in oh, and then is. they start to if you get an ingrown hair like it's just something about the corner of the mouth is just yeah it's uh it's it's uh it's fraught with uh peril it drives me it just it drives you mad because it's like if it gets curled in every time you move your mouth there's something like poking into the corners of your mouth yeah it drives it's, me absolutely bonkers i can't stand it and then with with the 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 top part it's like i'm trying to eat something like i'll have some yogurt and it's just like oh do you want it in your mustache oh yogurt is no good because Ugh. then it, then you just get sour smell in there right or it's no like bueno. i go on a walk and it's cold and then just like the snot you know of course this naturally comes out and then i come in i'm like <laughs> it's all in my mustache it's the fucking worst <laughs> <laughs> or when it gets really cold, it fucking freezes because you're oh, breathing yeah. and you're. It's like great. I have a frozen mustache, which is kind of uncomfortable. Then you go into a warm place and it melts, and it feels like you're snotting all over yourself. You're like, oh Absolutely. no, it's just condensation that's now changed from a solid into a liquid all over the top of your lip. Oh, so, that? No, that's just my wet upper lip. Don't yeah, worry about that. That's right, ladies. You're welcome. Ladies love a wet upper lip. That's what I. That's what I read. Yep. That's what I read on on someone's live journal. You, you know? want me you, you you want me to get a wet upper lip? Steal my knobs, right? Steal my knobs and make it suck. You know what I mean? That's it. Yep. <laughs> make it suck. Make it. Ew. I don't like where this is going. Make at all. it suck. <laughs> As yeah. the good Lord once said, "Make it suck." You know. Hashtag hashtag make it suck. That's there what Jesus go. said. That's yeah. what it, that is. What Jesus said. And don't you fucking forget it, you heathens. That's in the brand new testament. It's in the. <laughs> That's in the branding guide of uh, of the Bible. <laughs> I one of my what I love most about just talking with you in general is I literally I don't know if it's just from four years of doing improv I hear a word and I just do word association and it just happens and most of the time with you I say what my word association is yeah. and it always goes somewhere I don't know if it's somewhere good but you're like it's part of the brand like branding guide the Bible branding guide you know these are the colors we use this is the font we use and this is our motto make it suck right. you know. <laughs> One time, Jeff tried to change it all to uh, Comic Sans, and we were having none of that. You know, it was Papyrus for a long time. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Papyrus. And then James Cameron swooped in, and he 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 uh, 
you know, he TM'd that thing. Yeah. And then there was Kevin, the intern, who was like, Wingdings, right? This is unique. Nobody ever uses this. Guys, come on. Think of the possibilities. I mean, we want more mystery, right? We just can't tell him exactly what he wants. It's bad enough that it's written, you know, been rewritten hundreds of times by people, by white men in power. But also, like, let's put some more hieroglyphics in there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you see what the word, how the word begat looks now? It's right? so cool. Yeah. I begat last night. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Mm. After your knobs got stolen. That's right. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha-cha. So, Doug. Speaking of knobs. <laughs> speaking of knobs, Doug. <laughs> uh, you were in Las Vegas. I was, gang. Last week. I, I want to hear all about this. I went on a work trip to good old Las Vegas. And the work so he says. part of it was, was great. I enjoyed that element. I went to a conference. It was really great. It was fantastic. But uh, as we alluded to last week, Las Vegas is not a Doug town. That's not <laughs> the place that I'm like, oh, good. The, perfect. This is exactly the place I want to be. Um, if you've never been to Las Vegas, I would say this. I would say you should go at least once in your life. Okay. You should go. You should check it out. Because honestly, it's, it's, it, is, it is a marvel. It honestly is a marvel what they've built in the fucking desert. You know, this, I think that's that's the big thing, right? Like you're literally in the middle of nothingness yeah, for it's miles. Like you can't, you know, you can't miss it. <laughs> there's nothing, there's desert, there's mountains, and then there's this fucking city in there's the middle of the bright desert. Bright lights. Yeah. Um and in and, and I'm not here let me let me say this. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. All right. Oh. You know? That's a saying that I've, that was also a part of the branding guide in the Bibles. And he saith unto you, don't yucketh anyone's yummy. You know? Right? <laughs> Judas is like, yo, Jesus, I ain't here to yuck your yum, but, uh, you know, I got to tattle on you a little bit. I got to tattle on you, all right? You, you got, you're not going to like it, but uh, you're going to fucking die, all right? <laughs> Just expect a call from Pontius Pilate. That's all he's, I'm saying. He's coming. He's coming to get yeah. you. He and his boys are going to roll up here. You know, it's going to be a whole cross situation. But, you know, I you know, I fucking love you, right? I wouldn't do it if I didn't love you, all right? I got you back, except for right now, when I sold you out. <laughs> That's right, for 30 fucking silver, which I'm going to take and go to the fucking casinos! Ding! Um, yeah, very religious place, Las Vegas. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, Amen. Amen, praise be. Uh, I, I don't want to <clears throat> shit on anyone's good time, right? Because for some people, Vegas is like, that's their Disney World, you know, and whatever. And Absolutely. That's their shit. And I'm not here to cast judgment on what anyone does for fun. Um, you know, you do you. What You know, I'm, I'm not here to fun shame or whatever. It's not my type of fun. It's not my type of place. I don't gamble. I don't drink. So right there, most of the shit's out the window. So primary thing being gambling, that's really what people love come to vegas to do that's literally that's literally you just you eliminated about half of what is in vegas i'd probably say three quarters with those two things that yeah. math adds up but yeah it's it's like it's I, gone you almost got me on that yeah, i don't right? do math but i don't yeah. do math but you almost got me on that as the majority of what people do there's booze and gamble yep and i don't do either of those so um and and i'll you know i want to start with with the good things uh, about okay. this because i do respect vegas for a couple things um one las vegas is unabashedly Las Vegas. Las Vegas knows what it is. It does not shy away from what it is. It leans into what it is, and it fucking tells you what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we know why you're here. We know what you're coming here for. You're coming here to fucking gamble. You're coming here to you're coming here to party. 
All right. And we are leaning into that. Right. Every aspect of it is like, come on in and fucking gamble. Stay up all night. We don't give a shit. Spend your money. Get boozed up. We've got these places called Fat Tuesdays, which really all it is is to get a giant fucking thing of alcohol slushy. And you carry it around this strip. We don't fucking care, man. Get boozed up. Take the monorail, this automated monorail that tells you with really cool music. It's like, next stop, MGM Grand. Don't worry, you can bring your alcohol. Stay up late. It's all good. It's like, they know what they're... The Do Not Disturb signs on the on the hotel rooms, literally, like, I almost took a picture of it. I should have. They say, uh, was out all night partying. Please come back later. Like, that's... It knows what it is right we, we it's like unapologetically we, you're here to get fucked up yeah come yeah. here and, and do that and and to that i respect it because there there's often authenticity in that in in that we this is what we are it's cool you know come hang out do your thing that's why we're here um i also respect the shit out of the the fucking architecture here, man, for these casinos and things like that, it is absolutely awe-inspiring. It is mind-blowing what they've built. It yeah. is Disney level and beyond for what they do, for the different themes of these places. I took a picture of Excalibur because it's a big fucking castle. Okay. And I sent it to Natalie. I was like, I sent it to Jill. I'm like, show this to Natalie. This is a huge fucking castle. It looks amazing. It's so fucking cool, right? And then you've got New York, New York that is just amazing just design and and everything like that fucking caesar's palace looks all this roman architecture the venetian yeah looks like goddamn venice the bridge of size gondolas all sorts of shit i mean it's unbelievable this sort of stuff that you see and i mean absolutely mind-boggling the design on the outside the inside of these places is unbelievable gigantic places that just are there to accommodate people's gambling and drinking and eating needs and right. fucking tip my hat off to them. And also really impressed with the fact that they're like, Hey, there's obviously going to be a lot of foot traffic. Let's make sure people don't die in traffic and let's build these pedestrian, you know, footbridges above the roads so that people can kind of cross over and go wherever they need to without fucking up traffic. Right. Like, there's, there's no stop signs. There's no chance of someone jaywalking. Like, there's right. always a way to get across. Always a way to get across. And the monorail, <laughs> I think, uh, I've only been to Las Vegas three times, including this past trip. And each time has been a, a significant amount of years in between each one. And I'm always impressed with the improvements that they make. And the monorail is a great thing that just runs along. It's super cheap. It's like 550 And it just takes you, it, it's a great 550 per ride? Per ride, or you can buy like an Ooh. unlimited day pass for like thirteen fifty if you want. So oh, oh, okay, that's not bad. Then. Yeah, yeah, pretty solid. It's pretty solid yeah. for that sort of stuff. My only thing would be like, hey, connect that shit to the airport because that would be absolutely super amazing if you could pull that off. Um, yes. So I wildly impressed with how these places are designed, which also goes into the fact that these places are designed like fucking labyrinths. Like there's you're you're stuck in a labyrinth and there's a minotaur in here coming to get you somewhere in yeah. the middle of this goddamn labyrinth, dude. I walked. I'd like to actually go and check my steps, like how much I walked. Oh, you, I, sh you totally dude, should. Yeah. The day that I got there, so I got up, I did my normal workout. I walked, I stretched, I lifted, I did a second walk, and then I went to the airport. I walked around there, and then I went back in time, so I got bonus time, and then. 
I walked, um, and I was just like walking around the fucking, I stayed at MGM. I was walking around trying to find fucking food. Yeah. And I was walking around trying to find a goddamn fitness center. And I, my watch was like, Hey, are you doing an indoor walk? I'm like, I guess I've been walking for 15 minutes straight. And I'm like, yeah, let's record this shit, <laughs> dude. I doubled. I set a new record for exercise time in one day. Jesus Christ. And I doubled my move goal for the day. Wow. So I got, I think. So you did 2,200? I, did, uh, I ended yeah. up with 2,400 move calories wow. for the day. I was like, Jesus Christ. That's, I mean, that's like a, that's like running a marathon almost. Right. Like yeah. you're just moving nonstop. Yeah. It was just, I was just, part of it too is like, I, I enjoy exploring these places because I just want to know yeah. where the fuck to go because these yeah. places are massive, absolutely massive. Just well, just to take it in, right? Yeah. Like just to see everything that's going on there because it's, it's everything that you could ever want available 24 seven. So why not, yeah. why not see it all while you're and there? I, you don't have to that. Some, to some degree. I, I'm always curious. I'm like, what's going on over here for this gambling? Oh, they're playing craps. Interesting. Yeah. There's blackjack, there's poker, you know. And sometimes it's fun to, yeah, just even if you don't play, mm-hmm. it's fun to just sit there and people watch because these people yeah. are very fascinating. And if this if someone's got a, a, a run on a table, yeah. it can, that can be fun to watch, too. Yeah. Um, so kudos to all that sort of stuff. They're also, you know, like uh, entertainment wise. I've been to a couple shows in the past. I was not doing that this time. But, um, you know, they've got a lot of great residencies. You know, Usher was there and, you know, you've got all the different Cirque du Soleil shows. Um, there's, there's, there's no shortage of, of things to watch and see and do. Um, I want to put a pin in that cause I have a question for you about that. Please. Uh, a little bit later, we'll get to it. Um, but so there's a lot of impressive things about Las Vegas. And again, I want to say, if you've never been, you should at least go, but max it out at two days. So that was my thing. I told Beth, I, cause she's been twice. I think you've been three times now. Mm-hmm. And I told her that you were there and she's like, Oh, how's that going? I'm like, yeah, you know, Doug, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> you know, Doug, uh, and I've never been, and we've talked about, she almost did my 40th in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, she's like, I'm, yeah, she's like, I'm glad I didn't because you know, we, I, I'm glad she didn't either. But I, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, I feel like doing a, doing a fly in, uh, two days and then fly out like like a four day total trip because you fly yeah. in you get that little bit of that one day one day I feel like you do the typical Vegas thing one day you see a show then you fly out and that's it yeah like, honestly I feel like yeah Vegas maybe to some people they're like I need a fucking week I, I feel like it just becomes dizzying and yeah. that's and that's where I'm gonna start with my experience because the way I can describe it is Las Vegas is an assault on your senses. From the second you land, you come out of your fucking airplane and immediately you're met with uh, fucking slot machines everywhere. Right. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And and there are people like just waiting, burning time, fucking rolling the slots. I'm like, what are the are there any? There's got to be winners here at some point in time. But uh, yeah, you know, who knows? It's just like whatever. So there's that. All right. And then you go to if you check your bags and you, you go to pick up your bags, you're, you're then in this, you know, the carousel area. And all it is, is it's just immediately like bright LED screens all around just advertising for shit that's going on. So you just hear. <laughs> Do they seriously? <laughs> it's just. It is loud. Do they as seriously fuck. have club music playing everywhere? They, they they will do that like for all the different advertisements, and the volume is jacked to the tits Jesus. on these ads. I was like, Jesus Christ! I sent you a video. It didn't yeah. quite do it justice, 
Um, no, the, visually it did, but like visually, but audio, yeah. it didn't probably catch the audio. I was like, oh my god! And then you've also got the sound of the slot machines that are also in the carriage, just or bing, the carriage bing, bing, yeah. It's just lots and lots of fucking noise. I'm like sitting there going, like, oh my god! I just want to get my bags and get the fuck out of here. It's just sure. like so loud and so bright, and you're like, get me out. And then um, to get an Uber out of there because my company paid for rideshare. I mean, you they have, have to a, win an Uber. Yeah, you got to roll the slots yep. to see if you can win an Uber. Um, they have a very, like, it is insane. Like, you go to the rideshare area, and they have all of these, like, they're like, call your rideshare and wait behind this line. Do not go beyond this line until your driver texts you and tells you which dock they're going to be picking you up at. Shit. Because they have, like, massive amounts of spots. So I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And it's like, I'm at dock E3. I'm like, I'm at E3. Where's E3? Like trying to get over there and then um you know i get out of there and then i get to my hotel and i'm like oh, okay great and then i walk in it's, at this point it's probably six o'clock at night on a tuesday all right okay. i walk through the doors and it's just again bright lights from led screens from a gift shop and there's this fucking music i'm like Oh, and there's just shitloads of people because these places are massive, right? Yeah, and yeah. The, and the lobby is absolutely massive, and there's just a bunch of people clustered together. They're talking, and I'm like, ha, 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 I don't like this. I don't like this. And I will give another shout-out, um, at least for where I was staying at MGM. They have an app, and okay. I was able to check in online, and when my room was ready, it notified me, and I got I, my phone was my room key. That's beautiful. I beautiful. never once had to stop by the front desk checking out. I just pressed the button and I was done. It was fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love that shit. I was like, let's expedite this. Let's get this going. Let me know what's up. So kudos to that. But I walk in. It's just, again, it's an assault on your senses. It's visual. It's auditory. I'm like, all right, now I got to find my fucking room. Because <laughs> this place is massive. It has three right. towers. And I'm like... All right, I and I know, and I was on the first floor, which I'm like, that's fine. I'm not here to sightsee. Uh, my room had a view of which looked like probably where people were buried under the rocks. There was a ladder out there that never moved that was on its side. There was some hose like that was not hooked up to anything. Yeah. Just a bunch of rocks. I'm like, there's people buried back here for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm trying to, so, and of course you have to walk through the casino to get to your room. They make, I mean, yeah, it's of designed course. to always make you go through the casino. I, I was told too that they uh, purposely uh, don't have any windows, so you yep. never know what time it is. Yep. There's so no you windows can just, and there's no clocks. Time is meaningless. Yeah. There. And it's, it's it's specifically designed to be a labyrinth, so that you get lost and hopefully give up and just go. I'm going to sit here and gamble, yep. or just lay down on the floor and cry. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what people. I'm are. tired. I'm going to sit. And so I'm walking through the casino, and then I'm hit with smells because in in Vegas you can just fucking chain smoke. In the casino, because that's the thing that people that's are allowed to so do. Weird. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not used to this. I grew up with this, obviously, in smoking, non-smoking spots. But right. I was just like, oh, God, this is just like attacking my sense. I see people there just like chain smoking, hitting the slots, just like, yeah, it's going to happen. And I'm sure it's gonna you have not only days. cigarettes, but cigars. I'm sure oh, yeah. you have like it, it is it thick uh, smoke coming from every. So day. you've got, and you've for got those that. <laughs> You've got loud fucking music and you've got the noise of all the goddamn slot machines. And these things yeah. are fucking loud, loud. And you're just like, I'm like, huh? Where? I'm trying to con I've never been like this. I imagine when people like throw um, flashbangs or something into a room. 
This is probably what they're feeling where they're like, you know, you see the movies are like, cover your ears. And like, bam, yeah. and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm so confused. Like, I don't know what's happening. That's how I felt like. I'm like, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep pushing through. So I get to that and then I get out of like the kind of the immediate casino area and then I buy some restaurants and then I get a different scent from that. And then the music shifts <coughs> depending on what section you're in. And then it's like. You walk by some other areas and there's another restaurant that has live music. So then you're getting that music and then different smells from that. And then it's just, you're like, Jesus oh, my Christ. God. And then uh, I get to my room and I'm like, oh, oh, thank Christ. And then I just, I kind of unwind for a second. And I'm like, I'm fucking starving. Now I got to go find food. I got to go hunt for food. Right. And so I went on, you know, a hunt for that sort of stuff. And shit's pretty goddamn expensive there, too. You know, the old days you're like, well, at least you get the buffets for cheap. Now, those days, that's when the mob ran things. You know? Right, when it was mob's good. Like, mob's yeah. like, yeah, for a fucking quarter, you go ahead and spend some. We want you to spend your money over there in the fucking slots. Yeah, you know? we'll give you lobster. It doesn't matter. Yeah. doesn't fucking matter. You just got to go over there to throw the craps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, And it was just like, I don't know. It was a lot. It was an absolute lot. So like my first night, I was like, give me something to eat. And let me kind of get my surroundings. And uh, I actually found a relatively decent place. It's a wood-fired pizza. It was delicious. I've heard of wood-fired, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was not called that. It was called something else. Uh, oh, there but, is a place in, I think, Grand Rapids called Wood-Fired. Uh, they served wood-fired pizza. I got it. So yes. it was all fresh. Got they get out the dough. They take it. They basically make it any way that you want. And it's fantastic. It was great. Um, so, and then, you know, so there's that. And then, you know, I would go for walks early in the morning. And I was like, this could be interesting walking on the strip. And the strip is just like the lights, <laughs> the lights from the strip, man, from all these LED, giant LED screens, just shining it, blasting in your face of advertising everything. And I'm like, holy shit, like this is right. all the time this is happening. And again initially you're like holy shit look at this stuff i'm walking by the aria resort which is three gigantic towers i mean it looks like a big old open arms like come on into the aria baby we've got tower over here tower over here and legs wide open right down the middle baby come on into the aria you're like jesus christ and you're walking by new york new york there's a fucking roller coaster they've got everything designed to look jesus. like new york new york buildings but those are actually where the rooms are you're like holy oh, wow. shit and then you walk by Caesar's Palace and you're like, this place is fucking huge. And there's this Roman architecture. And again, like there's the Venetian, there's the Cosmopolitan, there's all these like, massive <clears throat> things. And then you look and in between uh, the Venetian and Hera's, there's a fucking Denny's. And, <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, what? And you look further down and there's like a sign for like an olive garden. You're like, what? And then there's an outback right next to that. And then there's a collection, the most corporate building you've ever seen that I sent you a picture of. That you sent was me a like picture of this one, yeah. Bubba Gump, Taco Bell, Subway, Walgreens, McDonald's. Like, it's just like, which it, corporate entity is your favorite? You know? Honestly, I, in that picture, there must have been at least 20 to 30 corp, like, corporate like logos mm -hmm. jammed into one what looked like a, a, a duplex strip mall. Yes, it was it was insane. And so as you as you start looking a little bit closer at things, you're like you see all this magnificence and all this sort of stuff, and then you're like, but there's a Denny's, and in and in all of these places, there's slot machines in all of them because it's fucking legal, right? You know? And I started to realize, I'm like, of course this is here because this is where most of the people are, and most of the people are looking for creature comforts. They want something that they know that they can easily go to without having to worry about, 
you know, am I going to like this? Because the, the, the fancy right. stuff exists. I mean, every fucking chef in the world, Gordon Ramsay has a couple places. Sure, Giada's yes. got some shit there. Morimoto's got stuff there. Every chef has some sort of restaurant there. So that exists. But for other folk who are just like, I'm here to gamble and have fun, it's like, well, you got your Denny's, you got your Subway, <clears throat> you got your Taco Bell, you got right. your Chipotle, you got your Panda Express, you got all that shit that's just like nestled in in between these massive like architectural wonders. Yeah. And that where I was like, oh, right. This, as I zoom out, I'm like, this is a tourist trap. That's what the strip is. Sure. It's Absolutely. A trap. Yeah. It's a 100% tourist <clears throat> trap where you come in, they want you to spend your money, they want you to be comfortable. And you realize there's a whole ecosystem and obviously world that exists outside of the strip. And right. not unlike living in Chicago and, you know, Chicagoans don't go to Navy Pier. Because that's right. a tourist area. Just like native Las Vegans don't go to the fucking strip because why the fuck would they? <laughs> right. It's, 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 there's, there's, lot, yeah, there's, uh, there's the strip and then there's real Vegas. Exactly. Real Las Vegas. Here's where the neighborhoods are and, and here's where, you know, my kid goes to school. Yeah. And here's, and yeah. the strip is also insanely close to the airport. Like they know exactly sure. what they're doing. Like Absolutely. come in and come right here. It's not some, down the over the river through the woods, they're like, no, 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 fucking fly in and come right over here. And, like it's and not a ninety minute drive to get from one to the other. It's no. it's you literally can like you walk off the tarmac and then you're just yeah. on the strip. Yeah. Most planes land; they don't know that they taxi on the strip. Exactly. That's yeah. where they go, just like in Con Air, you know. And there's one thing I learned from that documentary. Mm-hmm. That is true. Nick Cage is. You it know, is. Don't steal man. the bunny. Don't steal the bunny, bitch. <clears throat> you know. Um. And then, like, as you start looking a little bit closer, you start seeing kind of, like, in my opinion, the sadness that exists. So, like, yeah, you and I have lived in Chicago. We've been to a lot of different cities. A lot of those cities are going to have a homeless population. Yes. That's, that's the truth. And a lot of times when you look at the homeless and you look at your surroundings, it's pretty fucking sad because you can look and see a lot of prosperous things happening, a lot of progress, and then you see someone sleeping in a park. Or whatever the, dis- the disparity is is very very yeah the, the, it's like these things are coexisting and it's it's upsetting it's even to me even more impactful when I'm walking along the strip and I see these bright LED screens shining and I see someone sleeping on artificial grass in right. front of a fucking casino because they sure. don't have anywhere to be and you're just looking at all this massive wealth that is existing right, yeah. around yeah. and then you just you see these people in in the light of consumerism is someone that is struggling to survive. And right. I'm also like, I'm on my walk trying to get my steps in. I'm like, fuck, this is really like hitting me hard right here as I'm like, shit. Okay. This is damn. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is, this is, this is kind of rough uh, yeah. seeing all this in, in one shot. And then, you know, I get up five in the morning to go for a walk and I see people down gambling some people got up early to gamble. Some people haven't gone to bed and you're just watching them and you're looking at these, you start looking at the faces of the workers who are like, I got to be down here, you know, just waiting for, because some people are just waiting for someone to show up to a table to start gambling. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh my God. And then you also look at the people who are cleaning up after some of these monsters who don't know how to take care of themselves. I came back from a walk and there's a woman, I saw her on my way out 
she looked her her mannerisms as someone who spent six years watching people while being in a hotel and also living in the city for 13 years there's certain mannerisms that you're like something's off about this person yep absolutely and this woman was standing on the stairs going up <clears throat> to like a second floor and i saw her and she was just like strange the way she was like digging into her purse because her purse okay. was laying on the ground and she was like kind of digging it like a bear trying to get into like a hole like pawing a, into her pawing purse. Into it. i was like that's kind of weird and I just, you know, she wasn't really looking up or anything. And then so I leave. I'm gone for like an hour. I come back and she's sitting on the stairs. She has not moved, but now she's sitting and she's just like slowly like, you know, veering off to the side. She's like Aww. drunk or under some sort of influence and she's passing out. And I'm just watching as like workers are just like going by, vacuuming the carpets and stuff. And I'm like, this is just regular occurrence. And I'm like, do I tell somebody? That this woman is just sort of here. I'm sure they're used to it. You know, oh, they know. Like, they know. There's enough cameras. They know. Someone knows that she's there. She's just like, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is uh, this is kind of sad. And yeah. I think part of the problem with Vegas, too, is it's not unlike college in that there's this mythology Sure. around las vegas and not like there's a mythology about going to like college is like we're gonna fucking party we're gonna drink we're gonna get fucking laid and we're gonna right. woo, you know delta sigma chi yeah baby i've we're seen animal go. house i've seen yeah. van wilder i've seen yeah sure. you name it like people name are it. like i understand what this is and and vegas i think is very similar in that they're like hey man i've seen you know hangover I've seen hangover and just the, the idea that vegas slogan is like what happens in vegas stays in vegas right right like, i'm gonna go i'm gonna get i'm gonna have the most debaucherous night i'm gonna get right. fucked up and then it always ends up biting you in the ass right and so people have those kinds of expectations and i as i saw people coming in and checking in and my last night was probably the most depressing and i, I i'm gonna try and be as uh kind as possible okay I don't think I, was, I heard about the last night. I don't think you did. Okay. But I was I was going to my room and um I, I was I was like going into my room and I saw two very large people. A very large man, obese, and a very large woman also obese. And the man like had a cane and this guy wasn't old. Mm -hmm. He's probably my age, maybe a little bit older, somewhere between forty and fifty. And these two were struggling to walk struggling just to get to where they were going and i heard like this guy was breathing super heavily and he's just like they said we gotta go to the elevator but they didn't say it was five football fields away and the woman with him was like more like five fucking miles and i'm like oh my god like yeah. these people are here um and they're not wrong it was a long way from the front desk to my room, and then they still had to go further down the hallway and then take an elevator up to wherever else they were going. It is yeah. a hike, and I'm just sitting there going like, man, these folks are going to have a miserable time in Las Vegas. Like, yeah. an absolute I mean, miserable time being here. Unless they can find some some of those rascals or some sort of motorized, like, but, but Vegas is a, like... You walk like you you go casino to casino as as, as I know it. I mean, yeah. obviously there's there's you can get lifts and taxis and this mm -hmm. that and the other thing, but like I mean, you're like you were saying, the strip is there to be walked. They make it yeah. very walkable. So absolutely, now that you get into a casino, it's massive. Like you're right. gonna it's, have to go absolutely around. And it, again, going back to like 
it's so easy to get lost. I, I was going to the convention and I was like, I don't want to fucking take an Uber. I honestly don't enjoy like I I don't like relying on taxis or ride shares to get around in places. I feel like it's just a giant waste of everything. It's a waste of energy. Yeah. It's a waste of money. It's just <clears throat> it's bad. All Especially together, so. if it is walkable. Right. So like if you if it's if it's not going to take you two hours to get there by mm-hmm. walking, you know, like if it's if it's manageable, then, yeah, you, you got it like yourself. The, I was thinking MGM Mirage was probably about a 40 minute walk. Um, but I also learned yeah. I also learned it's not a direct shot. There's there was because here's the thing. They were setting up for a Formula Formula One race that's happening in like oh, two weeks. Fun. And the okay. Formula One race is taking place on the fucking strip. Got it. So, for so the like past, they just did with downtown Chicago with the NASCAR thing. Right. So yeah. they've, over the last six months, they've been building temporary stands, uh, different spots. And it's honestly impressive. It's a feat to see what they've mm-hmm. been building. But that fucks up traffic and it fucks up the walkways as well. Like the Bellagio had to shut off their, their water show. Because no, no shit. That's where a big portion of people oh, like things were going to be. So like you had, and plus there's just regular construction too. So like getting there is pretty tricky as far as like you know where you need to go. Um, so I took the monorail, and the monorail dropped me off at Harris, which was right across the street from the Mirage. But I get off at Harris, and I'm like, first of all, it's like you come out of the monorail, and there's this massive hallway, and it's like Link. This way, Harrah's this way. I'm like, what the fuck is Link? I don't know. L-I-N-Q. I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I think it's Harrah's. So I come out and now I'm in a brand new casino that I don't know. I know MGM, <laughs> no problem. But now I like I come down. I'm like, fuck, um, where's the street? And I'm like wandering. I'm trying to follow the signs. It's like, you know, check in this way. I'm like, well, it's got to be by check in, right? You that's got to gotta be where it is, right? So sure, I go over yeah. to the front desk and then I just see like, parking and rideshare this way i'm like maybe this way justin i end up in some back alley (laughs) parking lot area and i'm looking i'm trying to use gps on my phone and i'm heading away from where i need to go i'm like where the fuck am i i'm looking around i'm like holy shit how did i what's going on and i'm just wandering around i'm like there's some steps that go up i'm like that looks like it goes to a roof of something probably not where I need to go. And I'm like, where the fuck? And I see this one sign that says Venetian this way. I'm like, well, the Venetian is also across the street from the Mirage. I'm going to follow this. So I'm like going through underpasses and shit and I'm in some parking lot. And then I pop out and I'm like in the front of the Venetian. And I'm like, dear God, the street. Where did I just go? And I came over and I, I had two other colleagues that were that came with me. They also took the monorail and they said, we got fucking lost. We took an Uber from Harris over. I go, where did Jesus. you come out? Did you come out in some back alley? They're like, yeah, I go, that's where I came out. We both we all got lost. And our way back, I was like, all right, let's go in through the front door because we found the front door. And I yeah. was like, where was and I found the path. But it was so goddamn confusing. I was like, where am I? That's it insane. Was, it was insane. I was like, and this is by design. It's yeah, by well, design yeah. to be confusing and, and be stressful and all I'm that. sure you passed on that journey. I'm sure you passed a record number of slot machines. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable amount of, uh, amount of slot machines. It was, yeah. it was absolutely unheard of. And I will say this much. When you think of Las Vegas, you think of gambling, partying, and hooahs. Um, and I remember in past, when I was like, the first time I went, I was in junior high and I remember people were just standing on the street handing out cards for hookers and escorts. Sure, yeah, just like, absolutely, hey, yeah. hey, 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 I didn't see that at all 
which really? I was actually surprised. I think in one place when I was walking, I saw like some cards were tucked into some sort of like fixture or whatever. It's like they go right up to your room. I'm like, oh, I would hope so. I mean, I don't know where else we're going to do this, but okay. Um, well, in the back alley of the Venetian. I guess. Probably. You came out, yeah. That's right. They're like, whores. Uh, but one of the, because also strip clubs and stuff like that's mm-hmm. what it's what it's known for, or like adult entertainment as well. But on one of my walks, I was walking by uh, like all these, you know, different places. And of course, there's a fucking CVS, right? And the CVS looks shady as shit, as, you know, it's, it's wont to do. And I walk by and there's a guy dressed as I can, the best way I can describe him is he looks like a merchant on a boardwalk in the 1920s. He's got a beautiful suit on, navy bright, navy blue suit, and he's got like a cork hat. Like, I don't know if you'd call it really? cork straw hat. It's like yeah. flat and it goes around. Like the He's, kind like a, 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 a barbershop quartet would, yeah, would wear. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And I'm walking by and he just, he, he looks at me and he points and goes, titties, titties for breakfast, strip club. And I looked at him and I was like, what the fuck? I started laughing <laughs> because I was like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, yeah. titties for breakfast. And I'm like, it's 530 in the morning. And I'm like. No. Do you work for a strip club or are you just saying this? Because I was looking around. I was like, we're at a CVS. Right. There's no strip club in the immediate vicinity. Are you sure the CVS didn't stand for cool vaginas, sir? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. It's a a strip club here. Boy, if CVS is like, we have slots and strippers. I mean, now we're talking. We got slots and slots and slots. Right. We got all the slots and all the versions of it. Uh, So I was just trying to do the math real quick. And I was like, wait, there's not a strip club here. There's an alley down there. Are you going to put me in a car and then take me to a strip club? Is that right. how this is going to work? Like, I'm obviously going to pay you some sort of fee to get there. And then, right. not to be disrespectful, but who's who's on the first ship? The first shift <laughs> at 530 in the morning in a strip club. You know what I mean? Right. Like, who's also, what are we doing? Also, do you have do you have scrambled eggs? Right. Because I'm hungry. Also, I'm wearing a god. I'm in workout clothes. That doesn't. I mean, listen, this is Vegas. I'm sure they've gotten all sorts of people. Absolutely. Like, Actually, you know what? <clears throat> I am kind of hungry and I would love to see some titties for breakfast, yeah. you know? And um, I was just, I just laughed because I was like, no. That's the weirdest. <laughs> no, just but thank the, you. Just his whole pitch, just titties, titties for breakfast. I was like, hey man, you're a barker and I respect, I respect the hustle. You know, you're like, I gotta Look, he get got to get people's attention. He got your attention. I was just going to say, like he, he succeeded in that step of the process. Because he was also doing it in a silly way where he's like, because some of the guys are probably like, hey man, you Right, this the CD. You want to see some titties? <laughs> what kind of areolas you into? You into the big, big double wide pepperonis? You want, uh, you want perky? What are you like? What are you looking for? You like them pink puffers? You want the pink puffers? You want long ones? This guy's like titties for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, honestly, that's how you you would get me. It's just this guy's like, hey, again, Las Vegas knows what it is. Yeah, it's not a shame. It's like you want to see some titties? It's breakfast time. Let's do this. And I'm like. Nah, I'm not going to do that. That's no, uh, thank you. It's not for me. Yeah. Uh, but I laughed really, really hard, and uh, that's an ongoing joke now, like in my household. In your house, yeah. I forget how I used it, but I said something like Jill said something, and they they I I responded with like Nah, they're more of a titties for breakfast kind of person, and she just lost her mind. I was like, Yeah, yeah, it was I very fun. I was also really surprised at how many families I saw. Really? In Vegas. That does shock me, actually. 
because um, they do have they tout some family friendly shows like Donny Osmond. You know, it's like the the best family friendly show, highest family right. friendly show in in the area. But I'm like, I'm in sure general, a lot of the a lot of the Cirque shows are probably family. They friendly. are. I, that's yeah. actually I remember when when I like I said when I went I was in junior high. We stayed at Treasure Island and we saw one of the Cirque du Soleil shows. Um, years later, you know, when we went back, Jill was there for a conference. I joined her on the back end. We went and saw another Cirque du Soleil. Show. I mean, they have Cirque du Soleil shows all over. There's a Beatles themed one. Yeah, which I, I, I of you would love to. Yeah, every time I love. went there, I was like, "Oh, Justin, he likes the Beatles." There you go. Um, but I was just surprised because, in general, like I can't imagine taking Natalie there and being like, "See all this stuff? You can't play it." <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like all these lights and these fun sounds and yeah. these no no all, none of these are video games for you. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, no, that's like plug your nose as we walk by here, you know, right. and like, I don't understand. I don't even know what we would do with her at this age. And there were kids that were her age, maybe a little bit older that were walking around with their parents. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know what you all are going to be doing. Like, I feel like that'd be a very boring trip for a kid. Yeah. Very boring trip. Unless the thing, there's unless there's family stuff that you just didn't you weren't clued into. You know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, they have some thrill-seeking stuff, I guess, to some degree. But in general, I'm like, I mean, I don't know what you're going to be doing most of the time. That is, if you're pool. going on a family trip, Las Vegas is pretty low on yeah. the list for me as far as, like, where we're going to go and hang out, you know? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you know, because I remember when I was in junior high, they're like, hey, just so you know, if you're under 21, you cannot leave the carpet. Like, there's a certain carpet here oh, you shit, cannot really? because you're not, you're not allowed to veer off of that and even get close to that. Cause if you're gambling, you're not 21, everyone's a deep shit. Yep. So like they, I was staying at treasure Island. They're like, you, you stay on the path with the jewels. <laughs> there was a jewel <laughs> carpet. Do not get off of that carpet. Like you have to follow that. Yeah. And I was like super paranoid. I was like, Oh my God, don't get off the carpet. Or they're going to arrest me. Yeah. They're going to be big, big trouble. And then when I went, when I was over 21, I was like free to roam. It was just, you know, it's just so different, man. It's just a weird thing. I can't imagine having family there to be like, yeah. I wouldn't even know what I would do because even the pools, like you got to pay extra for some of that shit sometimes. Like, did you spend any time at the pool? No, no, because it was it, open. Yeah. It was open at weird times, and I think oh, really? you had to pay extra to do it. This isn't just like oh, I'm gonna go That's... hang out at the pool. It's like no, these are like weird, private man. cabanas. You know, fuck that. Like, I was like, yeah, okay. I brought my swim trunks, but I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to do that ever. Yeah, um, yeah. Things were times... so weird that when when they were open, which yeah. makes sense, I guess, to some degree. But I'm like, I'm obviously not at a convention during most work hours, so right, you know, right, right. that is what it is. But you know, yeah. yeah. When Beth went, she stayed off the strip. At uh, I think she stayed. I want to say she maybe stayed in Old Vegas, which I know okay. is like another section of town. Or mm -hmm. I, the place that she stayed that she loved was called Red Rocks, and okay. um, it was very uh, like that was more of your traditional. It was a, like a nicer hotel, still at slap machines, but like. You know, you could go to the pool without having to pay right. extra to get into the pool, the club, you know? Yeah. When I left, I got charged like $42, $42 a day for a resort fee. And I was like, why don't you just include that in your fucking room rate? That's odd, man. It's like extra. I'm like, what? Why wouldn't you just include that in the rate? Like you didn't participate in anything that would have been deemed resort Or it's like you're activities. staying here with us so there's a resort fee. I'm like, well, right. no shit I stayed here. Right. Like, so just, yeah, so just put, yeah, bake that into the final cost. It's weird, yeah. Which I'm kind of grateful they didn't because otherwise my company was only going to pay a certain amount. To, uh, okay, yeah. Know, they had like caps, so it actually that got under the cap for that by nice. not including it. So I guess yay for that. But I'm like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Why would you just be like, oh, by the way, there's a resort fee. I'm like, obviously I'm staying here. Just fucking add that to the rate, you dipshits. Like, what right. are you doing? There's an extra 130 some bucks. I'm like, 
well, I'm not paying for that, but that's still fucked up that you're just yeah. like, by the way, here's the extra charges. I'm like, get fucked, you assholes. Um, so anyway. Well, what, what was the, you wanted to put a pin in something. All right, come pin back in something. It. So I saw a lot of performers, right? Mm. And some performers have residencies there. Yeah. Where they are there for prolonged periods of time. Care Top is a common one. And there's some other folks that like like Usher was doing a residency for a while. And like David Copperfield's there. Um, you know, some you of those magic at the shows. sphere right now. Right. Exactly. So it's like as a performer, do you think having something like that in Vegas would be I think money wise would probably be pretty solid, I would assume. Oh, right? I have to absolutely, yeah. Do I mean, you feel yeah. like Britney you know, did it. Celine Dion did it. Like all right. these huge Adele's doing it right now. I mean, oh, that's right. I did. I, see I don't. I don't believe that they would do it if Katy Perry is another one mm-hmm. that's got one right now. I. I don't think these people would be doing it if the money was not fantastic. Right. I don't think. I don't think there's a lot of be- benefit to. Like I don't think it's a career highlight to say I had a residency in Vegas. I think people do that because I'm getting a giant payday. Because that's what I I, I have. I, I was curious, you know, is your thoughts on again? There's no, hey, if you're performing, and getting paid, fucking awesome. But yeah. do you think there's is there prestige with that? Is do do you do people look at that as like, all right, well, he's in Vegas like permanently, you know, or he's been there for a long time, like yeah, you know, whatever. I do you think? You know, there's anything, any, again, I have, I, no judgment here for me or anything like that for people that are in residencies, but I don't know. I was just kind of curious what you thought or anyone who's listening, you know, shout out what you, what you think is, is there, is there shame to have like a prolonged residency in Vegas? I don't think there's any shame to it per se. Like, I I don't think it's shameful. I don't know. It's not the right word. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Personally, I'll say I don't, I don't, I don't hold it in a you've made it. Like I don't, I don't ever look at that and go, wow, you've really made. I don't think you two needed to do a residency. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't think Celine Dion when she was doing it, Adele, any of these people. I don't think they're like, oh man, my career, this is make or break time. I got to get this residency, or I'm my record yeah. label's dropping me. My fan, my Insta followers yeah. are going to go in the toilet. I don't, I don't think that's a make or break thing. Um, I do think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, back in the day, yes, I think there was some prestige to it. Like Absolutely. when Sinatra was there, and Sammy, and and all the you know all the all Elvis. the big yeah all the big name people would you know had they ran the town and they were there all the time. They did the residencies. I I think that so maybe there's some carryover from that. I if someone's playing Vegas, I'm like, oh cool, they're in Vegas. But I don't think there's any. Uh, uh, it, I'm not a I'm not a marquee performer, so I don't know. Maybe in that world, maybe there is some like esteem to it. Maybe people are like, "Oh fuck, you got a Vegas." Maybe it's invite only, and they're like, "Shit, they invited you to come out." That is, that's huge. I don't know. Or I don't de- think does so. Does it depend on the act as well? Because, like, for example, I, like if so a comedian, varied. you know what I mean? It's, it's like again, <sighs> Carrot Top is is a butt of so many jokes. I have, sure I have nothing. No ill will towards him. I've never seen his show, yeah. whatever. Like, I have nothing about it. But he's kind of known for being, like, in Vegas. Like, he's been in right. Vegas for right. a long time. I remember seeing billboards for his shit the last time that I went years ago. So, like, Vegas has been his place to do that sort of stuff. You know, for for comedy, if you have, like, a prolonged... Because I know some guys go there and they'll have, like, a residency for, like, a few months and then they do yeah. whatever. But if, if anyone's just there for a long time, you know, is that considered... 
I think it's it's a guarantee. What you what you might be getting out of that is a guaranteed audience. You're playing. You True. know, Vegas is going to be packed all the time, and people mm-hmm. are looking for things to do. They're looking for shows to go to. So if you've got that, and you've got the machine promoting you, I think that's a that's probably a huge boon, especially for a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, for for these bigger acts, again, I don't I don't think you two need that, but they're probably doing it because it's a really easy, sweet payday. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think I really think like, that's yeah. more more what it is because the promotion you see for this shit all around town is is it's bombarding you, yeah, all the absolutely time for who's where, who's doing what, and it's just like Jesus Christ, like it's they they are constantly you know yeah. doing that shit. So I just wonder artistically if it if it gets old, you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. you ever suffer like Cirque du Soleil? They're like, hey. It's the same show again. <laughs> We're doing it some again. Some of these shows I saw when I was junior high. Like, yeah, I'm like, I oh, think fuck. for that the nice thing is they get to swap up performers. Of course, absolutely. because you know, like Sur- we know Surreal was the yeah juggler. He was doing a Cirque show, and then he moved on and did some other stuff, and they brought someone else, another juggler, in to replace yeah. it. So that's probably how you know you don't get. But when you're a show like that, an ensemble show, and you're not individually, you're not famous. Yeah. Then you, it's easy to keep that fresh because that can just keep rolling along, right. and you it's just like swap Blue Man the, Group, you know, exactly. As long you swap as you're the a certain height, out. you know, and you just, you know, whatever, and you can, you can, and you can percuss. Yeah, you know, it's actually a really it. smart business model because you can yeah. replicate that, and and, and, and it goes indefinitely. Yeah, and, and that everyone any, gets a chance, to and see that it. doesn't have any fucking words. The same thing with Cirque du Soleil, like it's it's not it's a language of performance. It's not a not actual, you know. Anything else? Whereas, like you know, David Copperfield has his residency at MGM Grand. You know, he. Like, I feel like I that I would be like, man, aren't you? Are you still like this? Are you not tired? <laughs> and and kudos to you. You are one of the most famous magicians ever to live. Right. You're in the you're in the the same conversation sphere as like a Houdini and, and like right. you're huge. Are you not bored of this yet? Yeah. No, that's I don't like, know. Because for that, it's like you know, when do you change up the tricks? You know right. What I mean, yeah. Because how how long does that go on before you adjust that sort of stuff? And I'm sure there's you know a formula to it. It's you know like they they probably have it figured out and whatnot. You know, you got David Blaine. No, it's Chris Angel. Is mind there mind freak? Yeah, mind freak. Um, and all sorts of stuff. But I don't know. I was like, I was seeing all that stuff, and that's a great question. I just yeah, know, I don't the, think the Jabberwockies. You know, those guys that wear the masks and do the dances and stuff like that. You familiar with them at all? Don't think you can say that, but you sure can because I saw yeah. it all over. I think my it's, hotel. You're, it's the Ewoks. <laughs> so you, you know what? You're of. right. I, yeah. God damn it! I always get those two confused: the Jabberwockies yeah. and the Ewoks. It's That's all right. It happens. happens. It happens. It happens to the best of us. I need to look up Jabberwocky. Uh, they like wear white masks, and they uh, they're known for uh, impressive dancing. Um, Jabberwockies official website. Yeah. What's this? Oh, Las Vegas show. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen these guys. I've seen yeah. these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're good. Um, yeah. They got a they've got a residency then. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're also at uh, at the MGM Grand. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where I, I, I don't know. There's something Yo, Gabba, about Gabba. it. Yo, Gabba. Yo, Gabba. It's something about that just seems like exhausting. Like the idea of this endless residency. Yeah. Um, it, an endless residency, yes. Like if if you were like I'm doing a three month or a six month sure. residency, I'd be like, that's fucking like absolutely. Yeah. Let's go. Let's have fun in Vegas. You know, it's a different. Ex- it's an experience. Right. Maybe that's what it is too. Is it's just like it's the experience of having a. You don't have to. You know, here's the benefit too. You mm-hmm. don't have to travel. Mm-hmm. You're not on a tour bus. You're not doing a different city every fucking night. Yeah. You know where you're at. You can set up in a probably a really 
fucking sweet suite at the top of one of the hotels. They probably take care of you. It's in your contract. And so you can just be there, you know? Yeah, dude, you could probably hit the buffet as much as you want. I'm just saying. They probably don't even have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, No, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's got to be some pretty positive elements to that in that um, you know where you're going to be. You know the theater. And there is a marketing machine behind that. Yeah. That and it's, you've got a stream of people all the time. So Right. Yeah. You know you're probably gonna sell out most nights. And that's the thing too, is because it's one thing if you're like, all right, I'm gonna hit LA or whatever, or I'm gonna go hit Chicago. Um those people still live there. You know, some people travel in or whatever, right. but Las Vegas, it's like it's people unique. are rotating in and out of there daily. Right. So it's the right. idea of of putting on that show. It's gotta be pretty cool to some degree to like have that regular influx of people and things like that so and you're constantly feeding off that new energy it's people who either haven't seen you and they're like oh great i'm gonna go to vegas they've got a residency finally i can make this happen right and usually those shows a little bit bigger a little bit bolder because they know that they have their set pieces set up right and they can do something so you're gonna see a true fucking like a real good show yeah so i feel like that's probably where a lot of the benefit also Art- from an artistic standpoint, you get to you get to spread your wings a little bit more because you yeah. have a dedicated spot for your, for your stuff. I don't know why, but for some reason, for some of that stuff, I just felt sad, and I I I don't know if that's fair for, res- or what. for residencies. Just like-, like I would walk by some of these places, and I got the feeling that they weren't sold out. Um, got it. Okay, and it I was just like. I don't know, like, because I think that's the part that's sad is like, I've got this residency, I got this place, but people are not showing up. You right. Know what I mean, and that like, would be tough. Ooh, in a town that's already kind of like chew you up and spit you out, you know, for the yeah. average folk, and then have a performer, it's like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm here too. Come here, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. I there was just like a lot of inherent sadness for me. That's in interesting that you, that you felt that. Yeah. And, and again, I am in no way trying to be disrespectful to anybody. Like, no, fuck, no, no, absolutely you not. Know, I, I want to make that abundantly clear that if you if you're getting paid to perform in a place like Vegas, fucking good on you, man. Like you you're you're doing it. You're 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 living that stuff out. I just wonder if it's what like because you know, I saw the movie Elvis, starring Elvis and Tom Hanks, and you know, um. <laughs> You know, he he got fucking trapped there, you know, yeah. part of it because it was a bad deal. But the idea of I'm like, I don't know, do people feel trapped there? Is this kind of like just their thing? If they're happy, fucking great. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, like I'm not here yeah. to sh- rain on. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. You know, I want people. I just I don't know. There's something about and maybe yeah. I because I was there from like. I came in on a Tuesday and I left on a Friday. I wasn't there at peak hours. You know what I mean? I wasn't mm-hmm. there at peak times. Sure, like, sure, sure. On, on the weekend, is it different? You know? Yeah, I'm sure it's different. But I was walking by <laughs> all these box offices, you know, for these things, and they were just dark. You know, I don't know if I don't think there were shows going on or whatever. And maybe again, like they they don't necessarily have to have shows every night or whatever. But yeah. I'm just sitting there like, there's certain things in life that I find sad and or creepy. A sad thing is like a strip mall. That doesn't have very many stores. Like sure. it's just like a whole bunch of available space. I'm like, that's fucking sad. You know, a fucking school that's empty. You know, uh, a hospital that's empty. You know, places where people should be and they're not. The expectation is that this place should be active and full of stuff. And when you don't see people there, I get sad because I feel like something should be here and mm-hmm. it's not here. And it just feels like there's just this, this 
this this void. Yeah. And I'm like, I immediately go, is anyone going to go see this Cirque du Soleil show Ka at at MGM? Is anyone going to this? I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. But is anyone going? I don't see anyone at David Copperfield's like line. Is when's, I don't know when he's playing, but like, is anyone going to see David Copperfield? What's, what's is David ha- okay? David Jabberwocky's where? When? What's going? Tape face, tape face. I don't see anyone. There's like a guy outside the tape face thing, and I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's full. Is tape face your, getting what he needs? Your empathy runneth over. That's what it is. Well, you're, like, a, you're, you know, you're just overly empathetic to everybody. I'm a mild performer. All right, and to be on a stage like Vegas into a place that, in my opinion, is just natural, naturally filled with sadness. To see people, you know, attempting to perform and people not showing up—that just that just breaks me to my core. Or I'm just sure. like, fuck. As as someone who has performed to nobody. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, we've look we've, to a room yep. of of one or two people, and you're like, hey, we're gonna do improv. One of you two people, give me a suggestion. You know, it's are like, you suggesting that sucks. we should get a residency in in Vegas? Is that what I'm hearing? Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Doug, you know, go against. Hey. What, let's flip what's it. The opposite? What's, let's flip it. What's the opposite of what everyone else is doing? Uh, let's flip this. Show me one other podcast that has residency in Vegas. I'm just right. saying. I mean, two bears, one cave. You know, they're going to be there MGM Grand Arena in February for the Super Bowl. So, you know. Yeah, but they're in and they're out. That's it. Like, right. they're, they're you know, I'd, I'd say, only, you know, I'm saying 18 month residency minimum. I th- and you know what? It's it's in our contract. Talk to our agent. All right, guys. Plus Done. the standard three thousand dollar industry fee, which is like nothing to them. This is where it, it doesn't work in saying. our favor. And they're like, oh, exactly. yeah, sure, no problem. Three thousand dollars sign on bonus, no problem. Add to your credit at the buffet. You know. <laughs> this is the one. Yeah, you know, we we end up getting screwed with our own deal. Like fuck, we should have gone percentages. God damn it! <laughs> oh. like, do this plus our standard three thousand dollar fee. And they're like, we got him, Doug. <laughs> they're like deal <laughs> you guys can perform uh you know in the lobby during check-in how about that <laughs> you fucking losers <laughs> yeah so all that to be said thank you for letting me share my experience in las vegas yes it was of course incredibly vivid and each time i i end up back there which by the way never really looking to go there it just sort of happens that yeah. uh, i end up there um it's always an experience, and I think it's a very interesting human experience. And to me, it's unique because there's awe mixed with sadness. And it's one of the strangest places on earth, hands down. Sure. It's one of the weirdest cities you can ever go to because there's nothing like Las Vegas at all. Yeah. And once again, for all its it's flaws and all of its glory it is what it is and it knows what it is and it it doesn't apologize for it so to that i say respect las vegas respect in a way las vegas is uh acting very practically i agree yeah yeah i don't have a soundboard today oh shit i should have known that before still haven't still haven't rectified that situation well fuck uh here we go all right that wasn't it uh that was oh that was the mgm lion that was (laughs) I was a lion. Uh, let's see here. Where where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh, uh, here we go. <laughs> you got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Nice. Practical. 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 Ask. Practical. Duh. Oh, my God. I'm going to buff. 
might have the remix. I'm right. Very, I might not even get another soundboard. This this might just work. Yeah. Uh, oh. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> Doug, stop. Got it. I okay. also might take years away. So if you've never been, <laughs> if you've never been to practical uh, here for an ass practical Doug before, what is wrong with you? But let me explain what it is. There's a small Doug that lives inside of Big Doug, and small Doug is called Practical Doug, and he guides Big Doug on all of life's journeys through all of its quagmires and helps answer all of its questions. And if you have a question, you can ask Practical Doug a question on social media, at Podcast hashtag AskPracticalDoug. You can also come to our Discord and you can uh, check out the channel, the Ask Practical Doug channel, dedicated to questions for Practical Doug. One of our favorite things, though, is to go to the uh, the Reddit well and our uh, subreddit, Am I the Asshole? And today, we've got one from... Witty Cat, nineteen ninety six. Witty Cat. Witty Cat, baby. Nineteen ninety six. Witty Cat, nineteen ninety six asks, "Am I the asshole for telling my husband his best friend can't sleep over anymore?" I love the setup on this. Yeah. My husband. <laughs> okay. My husband, twenty seven. Uh, sorry, my fem. Oh, sorry, that's confusingly written. She, the, so Witty Cat 1996 is a 27-year-old female. So my husband, who's a 29-year-old male, has been best friends with John, 29 male, fake name, since birth. Thanks for letting John, us know it's fake. John lives about an hour. Uh, this leads me to believe it's not fake. I think his name right. is John. He lives about an hour and a half away and comes to visit once every month or so. So he always insists on staying at our house. John's parents live in the same city about five minutes away. John is very nice, but very messy. John leaves his dirty socks on my kitchen table. He puts his dirty backpack on the table and just has no regard for cleanliness. He doesn't shower when he spends the night and wears the same clothes the entire stay, even though they smell because he rides his bike everywhere or takes public transit. Last time John stayed over, he slept in our guest room, but the entire next morning wanted to nap on our couch, making me very uncomfortable because he put his feet on my throw pillows and spread the contents of his backpack all over my house. John also insists we drive him to a SkyTrain station about 40 minutes away rather than dropping him off at his parents' house when it's time to go home. He has never offered to pay for gas and refuses to get a car even though he has the money. After he stays over, I usually have to spend the entire day cleaning because he makes a big mess and gets things dirty. So am I the asshole for saying that he can't sleep over anymore? It's a great question, right? Because... <clears throat> I feel like while I haven't experienced this directly, we've I, I've had some sort of issue like this in the past where you're like, this isn't really my friend or this isn't my family member. Right. But they're driving me nuts. Um, mm-hmm. I think what this boils down to is this boils down to whether or not the, the poster is having an ongoing conversation with their husband. Sure. Because uh, as most of this comes down to, if she all of a sudden just says, he can't sleep over anymore. Like she just snaps. She just snaps and says, "This is uh, no, we can't do this anymore." Her husband's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Right? You know, Chris Cochran. I didn't realize I was married to you. Um, and so, if this is an ongoing conversation, and she's letting her husband know, "Hey, listen, this is really kind of annoying." When he comes by, like it's it's, it's it grosses me out that he leaves. He left his socks on the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. He puts his bag here. He smells like I don't really enjoy him being around here and it's annoying that when it's when we're all said and done we gotta drive 40 minutes 
You know, like, I don't mind hanging out with him, but I would feel better if he didn't stay here sort of situation. Just, I can maybe understand driving to the SkyTrain, but in a sense of, like, you know, if say you were going to come visit me, I'll be like, Jill, you hang back. I'm going to take <clears throat> Justin. I'm going to take the long way so I can spend some more time shooting the shit with you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Along the way. <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily drag Jill along for the for the ride. But once a month. Yeah, well, still, ah, that's true. Like that's a, if yeah, if I come to visit good. you maybe twice a year, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. once a month is yeah. and I'm staying the night. Like if I come to visit you mm. once a month and then you it's it's I'm hanging out for a couple hours, then you drive me back to the station and this and that. Like when I was in Chicago, that'd right. be one thing. But if I'm if I'm doing that once a month and I'm spending the night, I feel like that definitely changes. That's a really good point. The frequency of this is annoying in a yeah. lot of ways. And I think you should be able to talk to your partner about this sort of stuff and just be like, hey, listen, I know you guys have been friends your whole lives, but uh, this guy's gross. He's very gross. Right. He grosses me out. And also, um, after he stays here, like I have to we have I am spending time cleaning up after him and I don't enjoy doing that. This is not fun for me to have to do this. Absolutely. Can Can we please find a way to have him stop, like, I just don't want to do this anymore. It's disgusting. Right. I don't mind if he comes over and hangs out, but he has to go to his parents' house. Or yeah. or if he comes here, there's ground rules. Like, yeah. no fucking socks on the kitchen table? The fuck is yeah. that about? That's right. weird to me. Yeah, that is extremely you weird. You know? Like, I don't do it at my own house. Like, like my socks my socks end up, if I take them off, they get tucked into, like, the slippers that they got next to me. Or yeah. Like, they're not just, like, strewn about. I do think, think this was a weird one. Which is, like, he doesn't shower when he spends the night, which is kind of gross. Kind of it depends. If you do smell, yeah. it's kind of gross. Yeah. Because um, he wears the same clothes his entire state, even though they smell because he rides his bike ever or takes public transit. That sounds a little elitist. That sounds judgy to me. It's like, it does, yeah. He, he took public transit. He he's, smells. He's he, he rides with the common folk. He rides with the filthy ones, you know, with the train people. Forever like, unclean. I was like, if this guy is riding around his bike and he's sweaty and whatever, yeah. he doesn't take a shower and he's like sleeping in the bed. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Is that something else too, man? When people come and stay, it's like, you got to get the guest room ready. You got to yes. clean the sheets. You got to do all that sort of stuff. And if this guy Boy, is do we gross, know it. <laughs> if this guy is as gross yeah. as she's living on me, then she has to fucking clean all that stuff again. Like, yeah, I feel like, I don't think she's an asshole. Because the, the, she's an asshole. She's saying, am I an asshole for telling my husband his best friend can't sleep over anymore? That would make you the asshole because you're demanding it without having a conversation. Presuming that there was no conversation. Exactly. Presuming yes. there's no conversation. If you're just telling them they can't do this anymore, that's kind of a dick move. If this is really bothering you and you have not had that conversation with them, then yeah, I think you would be an asshole because I would imagine your partner would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? If they're absolutely clueless and they're like, no more. But if you're having ongoing regular conversations being like, this is starting to drive me crazy and yeah. I'm getting to the point where I don't want to do this anymore. <clears throat> and after this last one, it's just like, listen, he left his fucking socks on the table. He's leaving this stuff everywhere. I don't want to do this anymore. This is once yeah. a month. I don't want to I don't want to house this guy anymore. Like, I think that's that's more reason why I wouldn't say she would be the asshole if that were the no, case. No, I wouldn't even say you need ongoing conversations. I think if you bring it up like like it could be. You know, like mentioned, like, you know, hey, look, that you know, he, he left the socks on the table again. This is really starting to bother me. And then at one point, if you're just like, I can't I can't deal with him sleeping over anymore. Mm-hmm. He can't he, I, I can't have him doing this anymore. Like, I don't I don't think it has to be ongoing. Even I think you just communicate it. Right. I, I, I do think, you know, you, you know, 
Also, I'll say this too, with the caveat that, you know, if the husband is not helping clean up after John leaves, mm-hmm. then the husband's an asshole because 100%. your your friend is is coming in and trashing your house and acting like your friend's acting like an asshole, you know. So, also, what do you I'm I'm just saying, what are you doing once a month you got your guy come over and he stays overnight like maybe it's time to grow up just a little bit, you maybe. know. And also, hey, also, hang out. That's fine. But like, you got to come in and you know, drive him to the train, and we're gonna stay and watch movies. And like, God, come on. I don't know. Let me ask you this: When you have guests coming over that are connected to you, mm-hmm. do you feel more responsible for cleaning and prepping the house? Yes, I feel, I feel like no, no matter what. Like, I, that's the thing, though. Is like, I I don't want to present a messy house. Same. I want I want my house to to be to to be at its best. Uh, that it's ever looked when someone comes over. Like agreed, and I think Beth feels the same way. So like we both feel that pressure, regardless of who, of whose connection is coming over. You know, but I'll say like say for example, if Jill's dad was going to come by, I'd be like, that's yeah. eh, Jill's dad. Like this place doesn't need to be sure. perfect or whatever, and, and whatever, and, and I, I don't know. Like, but if if like my brother's coming by or like you know some other people, I'm like I feel compelled just to be like, hey. This is my family coming over. Sure. I'm going to do the brunt of this. Absolutely help me. Yeah. But I feel like it's my responsibility to organize this because this is my responsibility because they sure. are coming over and they're my yeah. family. And I have sort of organized this. I take ownership over it. So I didn't know if that was just me or I'm the same boat. Like we're both, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's your family. Have fun cleaning. <laughs> right, um, right. I'm going to help out. But yeah. I feel a more sense of ownership if it's like my guest, if that makes sense, that's coming over, I'm going to be I like, let me totally take understand that. Yes, yeah. I, I absolutely understand that. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm just I'm just anal in the sense that even if it's not my guest, I'm I'm and it could be because this is still a new uh, thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's just that shiny. It may give me about a year or two in the house mm-hmm. and maybe that'll change. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I totally see what you're. Yeah, I, I 100% see where you're coming. Uh, my point being from. that if her husband absolutely you know what i mean like because she doesn't absolutely. mention him cleaning or anything like that. she sounds like she's taking ownership of uh-huh. all of that which after is he stays i bullshit. usually have to spend an entire day cleaning because he makes such a big mess and gets yeah that's so bullshit dirty. that's yeah. absolute bullshit so yeah there, there definitely needs to so assuming a couple things one conversation has been had hopefully multiple when i say ongoing i'm just as i'm hoping that the, because that's a healthy way to do it like you're bring it up more than once right saying like hey this is bothering me when he was here this was bothering me and let's just keeping that communication open letting him know right. this is not fun for me so eventually you can be like hey i'm kind of over this now i don't want him to stay with us anymore this is yes. like i'm at my limit i don't want to do this or at least 100%. have discussions it's like at the very least can you clean up after he's gone right. or can you do that or can you talk to him about leaving his sh- his dirty shit around our house like right. it's disgusting yeah. it's yeah. gross you know like can you have those can you help me out with that or at least have those sort of ways where it's like because be, bat- be a partner with me right i'm willing to bet if this guy changed that stuff probably wouldn't be as bad and over time it would level out and it wouldn't be that big of a deal if this guy took care of himself yeah. he cleaned himself he didn't leave his dirty shit everywhere or whatever and they, they kind of mitigated some of this i'm willing to bet that would be okay yeah but yeah if none of this stuff I, changes you know it, why it, look it? i'll even say i the thing that i keep getting hung up on is the once a month house guest thing yeah that's, that's just a that's a lot of fucking time over there that's a lot of time spent i am a hermit we all know this. I'm I'm self-described uh, hermit, and the idea of a regular, like occurrence like that, gives yeah. me anxiety. Yeah. Like even even for my best friends, the idea yes. of like they're gonna come spend the night once a month. I don't know. Maybe I would change. Like I I, I thought if you come by once a month, I'm like I don't think I'd mind that. If you came by <laughs> once a month and 
whenever we hung out and played board yeah. games or whatever, like I'm like, I don't think I'd have a problem with that. Um, but I guess it depends. If it's someone coming by that you don't like, that's a different story, right? You know what I mean? Absolutely. If this, if, this, if every time they come by, they, they continue to rub you the wrong way, then yeah, that could that creates. I've heard stories of like in laws that just show up and hang out. Like sure, yeah. randomly in the middle of the day, like because they're in the neighborhood. I'm like, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Like, <laughs> and they don't go. They they hang out there. I'm like, oh no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, this yeah. is my space. Go 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 away. Go away. Go away. Oh uh, no, thank you. So I'll say with those caveats in mind, I don't yes. think this original poster is with Witty Cat. I don't think they're the asshole. Assuming that when they say your best friend can't sleep here anymore, that they've had a conversation about it and that this is not the first time he's heard about it. Sure. If you pull the, well, he should know how I feel. Uh-uh, it's not going to fly here. That's bullshit. Right. That's weak Chris Cochran shit. Don't do that. Don't do that. You, Don't be Chris Cochran. If, if you're communicating on the regular in general with your partner and you're, you're finally like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't think you're the asshole. There you go. It is decided. Uh, Witty Cat, 1996, you were not the asshole. God damn it! It's the closest Tom one Cruise. I had. The closest one I had, you know, yep. without repeating, you know. So, I think there, there, should a, there should be a uh, hashtag DBCC. Don't be Chris Cochran. Don't be Chris Cochran. Yes. Now we're hashtag talking. DBCC. Don't be Chris Cochran. You know what I'd love to do, too, is like really flesh out that character and give people a real taste of what it would be like to be on the receiving end of a Chris Cochran situation. Ooh, are we talking about like role playing here? I want, I want to, I want to be like, I want to, I want to flesh out, you know, this thing. So it's like, let's take, let's create a scenario and be like, okay, do you know what a Chris Cocker scenario is like? Let's, let's build one. Let me build one and let me, uh, that would be fun. All right, I want to put this in the idea bucket. (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna build out a scenario. Is it a one shot? Are you building a one shot? A one shot. What we're gonna do on here? I'll be like, all right, here's the situation. And I'm going to I'm going to build out something based on real life and I'm going to reenact it to the best of my ability or at least have I will play Chris Cochran and give you, give oh, you a man. taste and let the listeners oh, if you man. all want to if you all want to know what I'm talking about like let us know in the comments hit us oh, up and let shit. us know like I want to I want to know what a Chris Cochran experience is like and I will I will use some great resources to come up with a scenario where we can role play this and see how it goes. And maybe, just maybe, we can give you all a real taste of what it's like to be on the receiving end of my mother. <laughs> Call it a CCE, Chris Cochran Experience. Welcome to the, dude, that's our residency in Las Vegas. <laughs> that's it right there, the Chris Cochran Experience. That's what people, it is. People just leave crying. They're just like, what's this about? It's like, welcome to the most annoying and or terrifying experiences <laughs> on the Las Vegas Strip. Do you want to see a show that defies logic? (laughs) Voted most need of therapy after viewing, after experiencing, you know? (laughs) Voted most therapeutic in the wrong way. (laughs) They're doing those uh, after show interviews and they're just like, so what'd you think? And they're like, this was such an unnecessary show to have happen. I didn't feel good about it at all. Like, I didn't realize that Doug, Doug's mom had the same mom as me. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) That's, I guess it's kind of refreshing to know that we have the same mom. <laughs> we have the same. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, day late and a dollar short, I am going to recommend the Super Mario Brothers. I need, to, I need to preface something. I need you all to know this. Last week, Justin tried to delete this off of his fucking list. It's been on and, here for so and long. I, and I put it back on there because it's like, how fucking dare you? How fucking dare you have something on here and then you delete it? Yeah, you, there's no shame. This is my list. This is, okay. There's no shame. You 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 just didn't get to it in time. So fucking put it on there and say it with pride. So Justin, continue. 
Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, talking about the one from the 90s, 93. That is such a fun movie, and I think everyone should see it. And John Leguizamo and uh, Dennis Hopper. Hop- mm-hmm. No, Dennis. Is it Dennis yeah, Hopper? Yeah, it's Dennis Hopper. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Um, man, just uh, all in all, top top to bottom, award-winning mm-hmm. movie. T2B, baby. T2B. No, the animated film, obviously. Uh, I thought it was a really fun time. Um I didn't have you and I were kind of uh, when it originally came out. We saw the trailer and everything. We you and I were a little concerned of like I don't know how they're going to tie in video game logic to what they're considering real world logic, and it just mm-hmm. didn't. And then Chris Pratt's you know what's the voiceover going to be like? Da 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 da. And they addressed all of it and they did it in a very fun way. Um, definitely think quick, it was ninety minutes. They, they real, did it was a, a real tight ninety minutes yeah, and yeah. a lot of. It, it's fun for the kids, and if you grew up playing it, there's a lot of Easter eggs in there. You're like, oh, fuck, yeah, I remember that. That's so yeah. cool. Um, and they referenced Smash Brothers. They referenced the original Mario. They referenced, like, like it, they went across the gamut. So um, yeah. Mario Kart, it all, it's all in there. So, yeah, yeah, do yourself a favor. If you're a nerd, you like Mario, uh, go check out that movie. Doug, what and do you to, got? And to play a hag real quick, uh, go in with low expectations, because the story, pretty pretty shallow, but it's yeah, just absolutely. fun. It's just a fun time, yep. like... It's for it's for kids. It's absolutely made for kids. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yes, it's like parents. While you're here, we'll we'll give you some shout outs while we're here. You know, so bingo. Yeah, Dougie, what do you um, got? I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest this again. I suggested this long ago when I watched this, but I just rewatched this. Um, it's fucking amazing. It's a limited series on Netflix called Midnight Mass. Uh, it's perfect for the Halloween season. Um, it is. It's got real Stephen King vibes. It's about this small island off the oh, coast of right. New England. And um, it is a mystery. It's a thriller. And it has some incredible... The, the acting in it is just absolutely phenomenal. Like, it's so good. And I don't want to say much more about it other than it's it's a big mystery. It deals a lot with religion. Um, and it's a wonderful just look at it from the kind of the synopsis that there's a character named Riley who uh, basically lives in Chicago, gets hammered and uh, kills a young girl and drunk driving. Um, and he ends up going to jail and he comes back to his hometown on Crockett Island. And he's dealing with this giant baggage of him having committed this horrible crime and his family in this community is insanely religious and he's essentially trying to navigate all that. And there's also something very mysterious going on in this Ooh. town as their former priest, Monsignor Pruitt, you know, has been gone. And then a new young priest comes in to take his place in the interim. And what? strange things are afoot. And uh, it's fucking phenomenal. It's really well done. And the acting, I can't stress it enough, is pheno- it's, it's, it's excellent. And they do such a good job with it. Um, just rewatched it. I've been meaning to rewatch it again. And I'm like, God damn it. This show is so good. So fucking good. So check it out. It's on Netflix. It, I think it's seven episodes. Each episode's maybe a little bit more longer than an hour. So it's, it's not too, it's not too crazy, but man, it just reinvigorated me again of like, man, I want to tell a story. Yeah. Cause this is how you tell a fucking story. It's so goddamn good. Cool. So, I love that. Fucking love it. 
Check that shit out, y'all. And check us out, uh, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, check our description for links to our Discord, for links to our merch at Redbubble, for links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Um, also, as a quick shout out, I will be doing a video game stream this Friday with the Minecraft crew. We're going to be getting into Jackbox Party Pack 10. I'm excited. Woo-woo! A whole new slew of games. Uh, I've tried out two of them on my own. They were phenomenal. Looking forward to getting down and nasty with the community. And also, if you've never played Jackbox before, it's they're basically party games, and you can join along and play with us, which is super cool. So um, be sure to check. That's 8 p.m. Central Time this Friday, November the 3rd. When you're watching this, probably. Yes, November Tonight. 3rd. So. Exactly. So when this yeah. launches tonight, November 3rd, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, come hang out with us. It's going to be a real I would strongly blast. recommend doing that because if you've ever wondered about what it's like to hang out with the crew, these are the Jackpot games are the ones. This is the one that I wish I could make, but I've got family coming into town. Mm-hmm. I've got overnight guests He's who I'm going to make it. them shower. Uh, right. And so they, I can't make it, but I would. I would make this one. I want so badly to make this one. So it's gonna, it's gonna be go in my stead and 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 make it. Just have fun. It's gonna be a fucking great night. I'm so great jealous. Time. Yeah. And also check us out on our social media at Mindgap Podcast, and check out Justin as well. Instagram, it's at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M I K E L. It's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm. Any place where you can find and consume podcasts, you can find us. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, review, all those things. The big one is sharing. Let people know that we exist. It's the only way that we continue on. And then TuiStaith.com, TuiStaith on all social media, LoveAndImprovFilm.com, LoveAndImprovFilm on Instagram. Booyakasha. Uh, With that, gang, thank you so much uh, for hanging out with us. Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Listeners and viewers, thank you. Have a dandy fucking week and happy fucking belated Halloween, I guess. Boo. Uh.